this pod is a party. It is, yes. It yeah, is a so party. That's what I needed. That's what I needed. I, I realized I was double down. Like I might accidentally OD on party because I'm getting so much party from the pod, but I brought my previous party and, and betting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the cup runneth over with party, but no, no worries, because we have a we have a way to siphon the party back in. We have like a fondue fountain of party. Mm-hmm. You know how it like just keeps running down and then the bottom yeah. well fills it back up. Goes back up. Spit the right Goes back, back up. up the top. Yep. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 244 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. And with me, as always, go! Go! Most awesome. Woo! Said you... S-A. You know, so I'm I'm in the NYC. You know, I like to do my travels, bro. You, you do. I could. On. I was looking. I was like the brick in the you background. Know. Usually, the, yeah, I would the like galley to... style <laughs> fucking apartment slash hovel. You're that's saying. a good point. I think you even said last time. Like, I, I want to do a new like. Does MA have it? And I'll just show you like a background, and you tell me like what background that was and where I was at. You're just like I don't. That looks like one of the fucking 30 days in that I've seen you in before. Like I see, I see the two lamps in the background, like pretty predictable. 30 days Um, in. But um, I was going by this bar. I I just like the, like soccer's going on. It was just like, it was kind of a good vibe. And it was like one of those, like every four year vibes. Cause it was just like, like this bar, like just that, you know, four o'clock on a, how is it like a Tuesday? Just like Mm -hmm. packed to the gills. Like you could, like you could barely get a seat and just like, you know, USA scores and everybody goes nuts. It was just, it was like, I kind of get, I kind of get like rooting for like an entire country, which we rarely get the opportunity to do. Yes, exactly. We get it. The order is summer Olympics, world cup. Oh, you would put summer Olympics above world cup. That's interesting. I think so, because the Summer Olympics, we tend to dominate. And nice. I like to stunt on those third world countries that can't run shit in the intermediate 400 hurdles. You know what it is, though? I don't think there's like a main event. Like there is, like, there's just, there's a soccer game for the World mm-hmm. Cup. That's that's where I would rival you. Like I, I get like the US Olympics, but you know, like sure. you might pop into a bar and they got like a little cluster, like swim fans watching it, but you know, they're not necessarily catching mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. like, whatever, the, can't, can't believe I can't the, the four by one so relay. Much. I got Thank it. You. Yeah, yeah, some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the shot yep. put. There we go. Anything on that fucking field will do. But it's just <laughs> right. like this is all conditioned to one. But yeah, okay. So, uh, but I, we do vibe. We do fuck with the like the metal count. Everyone oh, is super into metal count. Metal counts. Oh, you know what? You know why you make a good point is because mm-hmm. we don't ever fucking win the world world cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's fine. And then what's number three? Fucking, I mean, Winter Olympics. I guess. I guess so. That's a dist- It's a distance, distant third. It's. It's third because there has to be a third because we're used to doing three things. But like, if there for sure, wasn't, there is yeah, a podium. If yeah, if there wasn't a like a third spot on the podium, we'd be like, sweet. That's if we could, if that podium wasn't all interconnected, we would just and just kick <laughs> just that third slow, slow, slow. We would just pull it in front and count it as just like, oh, this is like a step up. Like when you get an SUV, this is how you get up to the top of the, the podium. Right, right that's the drop down bar. It's <laughs> yeah, the new so fashion right podium. Now you're up there. Now we take it away. You're all good. Uh, what we won't take away from you guys, that's a jam pack. I'm going to take these sunglasses off, bro. I'm gonna, Now I'm getting into it. We had a little fun. We had our fun. It's time to introduce Have a little pod. bit of fun. 
Yeah, Sunglasses we're just greasing the wheels. Like, I should I take off my fake glasses too? No, you should. No, you <laughs> love okay. those on you. Love them. Uh, episode two forty four, guys. We got ripped from the headlines. We're talking NFL football week twelve. Doing below the fold. Michigan beats Ohio. You fill in the rest. Going to do Mastradamus, Jets QB of the future, Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top things that everyone loves. Brandon, a gambling corner. I want to take a look at championship week. I'm just going to fly through like these six games, bro. See if you can mm. guess the line. I give you mm. a little chance to guess the line. Mm. I almost promised that. No matter what, it's been a little extended pod since they heard us. Like we are getting to that segment. I don't you pass out. Drink some caffeine because it's happening. I'm gonna guess There's going to be no no zero zero ties in this fucking podcast. <laughs> that is true. Not a chance. And we're going to finish as we always do with the MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Hi, bro. Ripped from the headlines, NFL Football Week 12. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, we got a little, we got a little extendo primetime games, right? With yeah. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. my Lions, your Vikes. Yeah. You now, know, say, doing their thing. It does real fast. So you grew up watching Detroit football. So is it always yes. like is it just kind of like you know heartbreaks coming? Like it's just like it does it it's it doesn't ruin Thanksgiving, but it gives Thanksgiving kind of a flavor, right? It's like a shitty side dish <laughs> that you have to eat. Like, yeah, it's this just is like, true. <laughs> we are we are the candy yams. We are the cranberry <laughs> jelly of Thanksgiving. No one wants yes. it, but we're there anyways. Yeah, like a, like a not fully cooked green bean casserole where that like kind of cream mm. of mushroom is still like cold in there, but you got to eat little it. Little gelatinous. Like, you're yep. it. Yeah, you, like I, seriously though, I mean, I know it's kind of, we make fun of it. They lost most of the time on Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right i like you in all serious like no but seriously they ruined your thanksgiving every year like this is a safe space you can talk about it buddy. safe space you're you know like... what here's here's the thing is you're you're i'm statistically i'm sure you're probably right the good thing about this is is that it's an early kickoff even for nfl it's like a noon 12 30 12 15 kickoff so you're done it feels a little like you're cheating a little bit right with football it just feels like free football for a little bit so the the move is so here's a good thing is is my family like you know there's like the many thanksgiving families that are like hey two o'clock thanksgiving dinner is on like we're eating early we were never that family we were a all-day drinking family and eating family and then eight dinner i would say normal dinnerish time five six seven o'clock somewhere in that range oh so that was the main, that was the main dinner like thanksgiving main dinner was at dinner time yes and but we had tons of hors d'oeuvres all the time like you know out like i remember so i i literally like ate my feelings while the lions were playing <laughs> on like different you know like charcuterie boards that my yeah. mom would make mrs forsard <laughs> would make Shoving fucking salami and smoke gouda in your mouth, just trying yeah, to fucking exactly. get just different game. cheeses. Just I was a little like alchemist with all the different like flavor profiles mm-hmm. I could put together. Barry Sanders would break off a long touchdown. I feel good. We get clapped forty-five to ten and be all set. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was the mode all the time. So it it really didn't like sully the the mood totally. It, you know, it, 
the Lions are just like a naturally pessimistic fan base. And 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 why shouldn't they be? They've they have nothing really to root for. We have glimmers and glimpses of hope that ultimately get dashed uh in, in the most Lions fashion, right? There's no way, you know, it's it's where the expression same old lions come from. It's just it just we know it's coming, we know it's happened, we can't feel joy. There's nothing joyful. And even when we do get a transcendental talent, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, we tend to just like, uh, like let it slip through our fingers. We can't, we can't figure it out. We can't get the the alchemy correct for, you know, a winning program. Yeah. That's a, that's a little wild. Like what happened? Like Matt Stafford and Megatron were there at the same time. They could never even mm-hmm. make like, did they, did they win one playoff game? No, no, I don't that's... believe they did. They, they played in one playoff game. They lost to Dallas. If I remember, I don't think they ever won. That's one. fucking nuts. That's nuts that Tim Tebow has more playoff wins than the combination of okay i can tell you're <laughs> man that fucking that really stung holy shit uh okay so let's take a quick look at the playoff picture right now if the playoffs were to start today uh your one seeds that we get to buy would be the chiefs and the eagles uh, on the afc side your two seven would be dolphins hosting the jets your three six would be titans hosting the Bengals. your four five would be ravens hosting the bills uh the nfc side you have the Vikings would be hosting the Commanders, the 49ers hosting the Giants, the Buccaneers hosting the Cowboys. So that's where we're at right now. Do you see any of those teams kind of falling off, or is there a team on the outside that you see kind of poking their way back in? And it will actually see in this playoff picture by the time we get to the postseason in five weeks. Um, Man, you know, it's it's hard to like – it's hard to imagine the commanders just with everything going on, like talking about a, a broken franchise that like on the outside of football can't get stuff right. It's hard to see them continuing with like Heineke continuing to win, but yeah, they seem to be putting it together. Seattle had a real kind of shot, but that man yeah, let's losing in overtime like that. That was a tough yeah, so we'll jump into that real fast. Seattle loses to Raiders in OT, forty to thirty-four. Um, so this is a two-game losing sh- uh, streak that Seattle has to two teams that aren't going to the playoffs. They lost to the Buccaneers in uh, Germany two weeks ago, and then they lost to the Raiders uh, in overtime on this one. Are, are they just catching a bad stride? Is this regression to the mean? Like, what's up with the Seahawks? Well, the Bucks are going to the playoffs if they continue to win out in the AFC. Or the NFC South. Oh yeah, I guess right there. I don't think. Yeah, don't yeah. Think but they're, but they're not like they're like the they're like the losing team getting in. They're the they were the commanders of two years ago in the in the Bucks run. Ironically, um, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was your question about the Seahawks? I forget. Oh, I, I got stuck. So, I got no, stuck. Yeah, exactly. I got. got t- I was like, oh so wait, you started you drooling. Stuck. Your opportunity to correct me is just up <laughs> there. I couldn't hear the fucking question. Uh, right, like uh, Seattle Seahawks. What's going on? Is this a regression in the? No, no, no. Would you just say it's just such dumb shit that comes out of your mouth? And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, no. Um, yeah, regression of the mean. I think there's a little bit of that. I mean, I think at any any time. I mean, yeah, because I think it's unfair to call it like. Uh, like a slump or whatever. I mean, Seattle came in and it's just like, you know, half the people had them as, you know, the worst team in the league and most mm-hmm. of us had them, you know, at least in like the bottom five and they're obviously not there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's a little bit of a rough patch, you know, but uh, I didn't, don't have their schedule up in front of me, but I think that like, if they can, if they can 500 out, I mean, they've got six games left. If they go three and three, that's, that's nine and eight. You're sitting there. You're, you're giving yourself a, a an above average chance to get in there. 
Um, if they can sneak a, a game or two here, let me actually pull up their schedule while we're talking about. Yeah, them. let's take a look. But I mean, it, it, they got the Ram. Well, actually, here they got the Rams twice. They oh, got that's... the Rams this oh, week right, and the Rams yeah. the final game of the season. They face a, a Jets team that, uh, and the week before that, that it's like struggling a little bit with their identity, and then they also have Carolina, a tough little mid midsection San Francisco. KC. So they've got Rams, Carolina at home, which is a good stuff place to be. Um, then you've got San Francisco at home, Kansas City on the road. So those are probably two losses. Then Jets at home, Rams at home. So it's shaping up to be, you know, they got like to five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four and two. I think you got to be, you know, if you're sitting at ten and nine, or excuse me, ten and seven, you got to that. That's that's got to be good enough for a seventh seed in the NFC, right? Yeah, because I think right now you're looking at uh, your seven, your six seed and your seven seed both have uh, seven wins, and I don't see both of those ripping off. You know, uh, three wins because the Commanders and the Giants, which I mean, obviously you would say two of the weaker teams in the postseason, obviously because I mean they are the six and the seven seed. Um, real fast, uh, so you bring up Rams. Uh, that'll bring us to our Chiefs game real quick. Who do you take on a? Who do you take in Houston? Houston Texans hosting the Rams. What do you put the line at? Houston Texans. And yeah. we were, we're operating under that Bryce Perkins will be the quarterback. Unfortunately. Yeah. Can Unfortunately. we put, can we put Dave, can we put David Mills to make the question fucking interesting? Like oh yeah. I mean, cause, cause, cause Allen yeah. who played for them did not play any, any much, any better. So it's yeah. like, it was one of those things. Like I still think like you, I still think you give like the Rams like a point favorite, right? I mean, it feels like they have to be a slight favorite. Yeah, I pushed it a little bit, like because I don't think Houston, especially with the way they're playing, like a sl- yeah. I mean, I still think it's like two and a half. I, I, I mean, I want to make the Rams the worst team in the league, so we watched them play the Chiefs, and honestly, there was uh, who is that? Who's that Rams quarterback? Bryce Perkins from yeah, Bryce he was Perkins. from Virginia. He was kind of exciting at Virginia. He 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 was a little excited in this game. Like he, yeah. I mean, he made some tough throws. I mean, there's some rollout passes he made, especially for you know that big of a stage and going into Arrowhead. Like he got there. Are you concerned with the Chiefs' ability to score in the red zone at all? Yeah, so. I mean, I would say so. Yeah, I mean they they have they have one option, yeah. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So yeah, we're gonna. No, 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 I'm not laughing. I'm laughing. I'm just I'm. I'm envisioning our, our Chiefs contingent just being know, like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Oh but yeah, I would be a little cons- I would be a little concerned with it. It's like, you know, um well, because uh, that's yeah, all we yeah, because we said and it feels like we're seeing this maybe a little bit more at home. And I there is an unfair thing to where we, you know, we're comparing them to the Chiefs of uh four years ago, three years ago, or whatever. Um, but it's still there's a little slight play to the level of competition that Honestly, in this NFL, isn't as alarm like in NFLs of old, like mm-hmm. us growing up when there, you know, there were actually like eight to ten good fucking teams. Now there's like three, so you know, it feels like they could sleepwalk their way to the AFC Championship and still going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, you would just want to kind of see there. There's just lack of. You know, what it reminds me of all the wide receivers. Remind me of like the guy in your fantasy league that thinks he's a genius by going to the waiver wire and picking up all these wide receivers that like will never just like fucking score the way he thinks they will. It it's definitely a little bit of like 
we see this a lot like oh the Chiefs got Melvin Gordon like eh, Melvin Gordon's a little bit washed you know what I mean like I'm not entrusting him as like a power goal line back to like you know get you the get you over the hump like you know I know they had the rookie Pacheco and a couple other things I just yeah I mean there's there's some question marks this isn't they aren't like the presumptive like if Buffalo was healthy I don't think and their defense is playing healthy they get Von Miller back like there's a lot more question marks uh, surrounding Kansas City than there are the Bills. You know what well, I mean? Neutral, like from yeah, a neutral, personal standpoint. Neutral field, like Dolphins versus Chiefs. Like I think I give the nod to the Dolphins. Like the way I think they're the Dolphins playing right now, six out of ten. Yeah, yeah. The way that they're playing right now, I mean, they're they're scheming very well um, for their players to to make plays. Like I think their defense had kind of regressed a little bit. We've seen a little bit of life out of them. It's hard to kind of make you know, anything with a Houston game where they just throttled them in the first half and then kind of really just laid off the break. So I would definitely like, cause here's the thing is, is like, I think the chiefs get, I think to your point is, is the chiefs get so reliant on like, well, Patrick Mahomes will just figure it out. And more often than not, he does. So it's like, it feels like, well, the eventuality is, is that he's going to figure it out. But I think against some like competent defenses, that will just like, all right, we'll just keep him in the pocket and we'll just drop everyone and let, let not let him break outside and make plays outside of the pocket. I think, I think is the way to like eventually get him. And you're going to, he's not going to be able to sustain that for four quarters. Eventually, you're going to wear him down and beat on him enough where he's going to make a bad throw or try too much. And if you just smother fucking Travis Kelsey, like, I'm not really so afraid of everyone else beating you on any given night. Like, if you tell me, Marcus, you're going to let Marcus Van Skelding uh, or whatever, MVS, get six catches, I'm like, give him give him 10. Give him as many <laughs> catches as you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because it even feels like, you know, if you put Mahomes in that position where he needs, like, against Tennessee, like we've seen it happen a couple of times, where he needs that fourth quarter drive. We saw it against Buffalo where it didn't happen. You know, I do feel like it's that. I mean, I feel like he's going to make that last drive happen two out of three times. Yeah. This Mahomes, the old Mahomes 9 out of 10. And I don't mean that as a slight on him. I just mean, like, it's it's not a guaranteed thing. So if you let him keep getting that position, like, eventually just the law of averages, like, he's not going to be able to get it done. Yeah, I, I, I would think so because you don't have some explosive playmakers on the outside. I know that they've supplemented with Juju Schuster-Smith and Sky Moore and MVS and all these guys. But it's just it's not, you know. If look at look at the hills and the production that Hills having in Miami. Like there's a there's a palpable difference between that guy and those guys that they have now. Did you get to watch it? Did you get to watch any of the uh, the Oakland game? Oakland Seattle. Oh no, I didn't. No, I did not get to watch it. There was there was something about just like Baldwin and Geno. It was so weird. And I want to get your take on. And I'm bringing it up again, but they kept running the same two plays and it felt like playing someone in Madden. And I couldn't figure out like what it was about the defense that couldn't, because they would go to zone and then they would just drop it like in the center. And then, you know, Geno Smith was already like loaded up and there'd be nobody with, and they just kept doing it. And there was nobody within like six yards in the center of the field. And then they would just do like uh on the, on the right hash, like right as he's broke. But I mean, it was just for like four yards and it would like quickly do it. And it was just like over and over and over and over again. It just like, picking on corners or you picking on scheme yeah yeah i mean there's that's the thing is it's like i you know that is the thing that we talk about with belichick i mean there is a there is a big difference like this year has really like 
made me appreciate the value of, of coaching. Like good coaching can get you 500 in the NFL. If you yeah. just have a competent coach and you're sitting there looking at Pete Carroll and it's like, all right, we're, you know, like we're going to pick on this area of the field. They, they are not clearly the other team is not figure this out. And we're just going to continue to like beat on it until they stop it. And then, then when they, they put all their energy to that side, then we're going to, we're, we're going to have something on the back door. Cause the good coaches are sitting there and thinking, all right, when they counter, what's our, what's our thing to get them to bite on this? You know, yeah, what so I mean? you must get, yeah, you're almost guessing the way they'll counter. And then what does that expose? You yeah, know, exactly. When counter, you know, they're like, there has yep. to be something open. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, this is why, I mean, Ron R- Riviera is like a good coach. This is why the commanders are in the place that they are. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, Andy Reid, same thing. I mean, these are good coach teams, well-coached teams. Uh, and it's so important. It's, you know, the injury bug for and the long season for the Rams, it's like you almost give like that a mulligan. We kind of are, are conditioned to like, hey, you're going to have a little bit of a fall off. And then when you lose your quarterback, you lose your top wide receiver. You know, you have some injuries in the in the beginning of the season. It's like, all right, I can see this season. So it'll be interesting to see how they pop yeah. back the Rams next year. Yeah, you look like you Rams, disagree with that. No, no, I don't because I was just thinking like the Rams, like this year and last year, the Rams were averaging like 0.5 Super Bowl wins. Like, you know, it's all all worth it. Like whatever it took yeah. them to get there, like totally, totally get it done. Um, Commanders Falcons, 19. Oh, I want to ask you this real fast before I forgot to forget about it. Um, so did you get to see in the clock management in the Monday night game with Jeff Saturday? Like uh, at uh, the very end of the game when they were going uh, down in the fourth quarter? No. Oh, disaster well that's the update commanders defeat Fal- uh falcons 19 to 13 i saw you text about this i didn't see the end of it what happened was there a block there's a there's some punt thing that happened uh yes two things that happened so the 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 uh the falcons had a chance to score right there and they got a they got a Ah, did they get a bad penalty? No, no, no. I'm, I'm misremembering this. No, they, Mariota was right there in the red zone, uh, like within the five yard line. And he would drop back to pass and he had a streaking guy coming over the middle. I forget which wide receiver it was. And the defensive tackle for Washington just knocked it up. And Kyle Fuller, for the defensive back for the commanders, intercepted it. They still mm-hmm. had their three timeouts, intercepted in the end zone, touchback. So they still they still have their three timeouts. Washington runs it three consecutive plays. They stop it. It's fourth and two or fourth and three. They've got like forty some odd seconds left. So they've they're they're within, you know, I think it was 13, 19 at that point. So they're they're still within like uh we still have time to run a couple plays and then like a forty yard hail mary, right? That you know that or depending on how many chuck yards we can get. But no timeouts, 40 seconds. And then the fucking guy rushing the punt, which obviously you want to rush the punt. You want to put a little pressure. But if you're not going to get there, like, don't run into yeah. the kicker. And you ran into the kicker, and then it's automatic. It's It reminded me of, like, when we talked about in that Commanders game when, you know, Heineke got Celebrate, celebrated for, yeah. the, for that. It's like it's very much felt like that. It's like, oh, you got bailed out on a penalty again because you couldn't convert the first down. You got saved by roughing the punter kick or roughing the punter penalty, which just made the game out of reach. And that's one of those things where it's like, oof, that's two wins where it's like, it's is it better to be good than lucky? I mean, I, I think the commanders are arguing it's better to be lucky at this point. <laughs> There's like 32 guys around the league 
only a total of 32 guys that are like, you cannot, please do not cancel the roughing the punter penalty. We have to have that in the league. Please, yeah. could you imagine if they just lifted that penalty? They're just like, you know what? We're not calling roughing the punter anymore. Like, punters everywhere, like, filling out applications. I know. Like, we're we're going to get doing, fucking crushed. we <laughs> we got to do something else. we got to move on. I say, that'd be so funny. You know what I do hate? I do hate the, and I get, it is the it is the flopping of the NBA. What I what I would like them to do is is stopping the like I've been shot by a sniper from the from the box seats on punters when they get even the faintest bit touched. Yeah. Someone's got to put a highlight of this together of That's like true. trying to sell sell the sell the penalty. You know what I mean? Just Wait, oh, you ran you... into my leg, and I just I do a pirouette and fall to the ground on my knees. Which is weird because I don't think the refs bite on that a lot. I don't remember seeing like a lot of roughing the kickers where I'm just like, oh, come on, man. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, they don't. I I think they I think I think it was a little problematic a couple years ago. I felt like it was a little bit more egregious, but it is definitely like I would almost. I don't know if you could argue. So in, in the NBA, they've been doing where the big thing is, is like the shooters kick out their legs and the yeah. defenders are running by to like run them off their shot and or instead of running like at them run to the side of them so they don't make contact guys are kicking out their legs and then getting and getting knocked over and falling and now the refs are supposed to call a technical on the the guy that flops like it has, basically yeah it has to be a natural motion right it has to be a, yes. like a shooting motion that makes sense yes exactly <laughs> and if you sense. fall if, if there's contact and you flop they're calling a tech on you now too are they it doing happened in college they, yeah they happened in college it? it happened in a college game yeah yeah and i was like i'm all for this because yeah. i don't like the you trying to sell a th- three free f- i get it it's all gamesmanship but it's a little it feels cheap to me and what, what, i, what I wonder if we like, could do that go ahead good no i was gonna say uh, Maybe it's an, maybe it's something that bothers me more, and maybe we're not seeing a ton of like punters flopping and getting bailed out. But I'd love to see like a penalty, like you know what, we're tacking five yards for you fucking flopping. Don't be such a, a ninny. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, bro. You know my obsession. I only have so much energy I can give on what drives yes. me absolutely fucking nuts with the flag. And what is it? Yeah, it's a balls under thrown. Thrown ball. Yep. I wonder uh, yep. for the I wonder for the punt thing if you could kind of do with the quarterback like. You know, if if you plow through the quarterback, but your motion is falling through and you actually had a chance at the quarterback, then they don't call mm. it. Like, I wonder if there's yes. a little bit of that. Like, just say, like, make the judgment call or making judgment calls is just like, you know, he had a shot on the ball. So he gave that little extra energy and he didn't get it. But but it's I, I think it's a kicking motion. Like, you're just so fucking exposed. I agree. But if I'm hitting your ankle and foot, it's kind of like, eh, really? Are we seeing yeah. a lot of like punters? Yeah, I could see the plant leg or the the other leg, you know what I mean, or getting, you know, speared in the midsection. I get all that. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I just tap your foot and spin you around, really? Okay. That's fair. So if we break yeah. your ankle, 15 yard penalty, if you can get up right. and walk off on your own accord. No exactly. You know, yeah. If crutches, it's a five yarder. Uh well, let's get to why you wanted to be on this pod, bro. Why you deserved it. Got to talk a little bit. People that follow you on Insta know what it is. You're wearing the hooded sweatshirt right now. I am. I haven't changed in three days. Michigan goes into Ohio. You fill out the rest. Ooh, I love it when you say it. Did you expect Michigan to win this game? Uh, Truthfully, no, I didn't. I I felt like 
you know, the the Ohio team this year was a little bit more seasoned. Uh, offensively, we we're going into the belly of the beast and the shoehorn there. And, you know, they, they have a very explosive offense. Then when you mix in the fact that our Heisman contending running back, Blake Corum, injures his knee uh, in the game the week before against Illinois, I was kind of like, I, I, I don't know what our offense. And then Donovan Edwards had a broken hand. So it's like, I'm not really sure what his abilities are going to be there. I, I didn't think it was going to be a shellacking as a lot of the the talking heads were were you know explaining and, and putting their 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 credibility on the line for. I didn't think it was going to be that. I, I think love it was you just, I love love you're ready to pull credentials and jobs. It's just like and you're yeah. dumb and you're yeah. dumb and you're wrong. You yeah, wrong up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's just like everyone. I mean, they were like an eight and a half point favorite once the quorum news came out. I mean, it was like everyone's like, yeah. No way. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I thought Harbaugh was going to muck up the game, but I, I, I would say in that first, like that first quarter, when was when was that touchdown? Well, that was in the second quarter, right? When that, when Cornelius Johnson scored that touchdown, that 69 yarder that kind of broke away, that kind of changed the whole momentum of the game. That yeah. first, like that first quarter, I was a little, I was getting a little anxious because offensively we just didn't look like we had much of anything put it together and JJ McCarthy was not playing great missed had a couple couple balls that were high um had some some balls that were a little like you know questionable it just was one of those things where it's like oh this is not shaping up and like talking about like Ohio's offense I mean they just were not getting any pressure on Stroud their quarterback who is yep. I think is a, is a very good quarterback and very accurate his biggest knock is, is like he just plays in an offense that's so friendly for quarterbacks. It's really easy to make like simple reads in that offense. But I mean, he was making all the throws and I was like, all right, well, I don't know if we're going to have a mutt, you know, enough to like get, get this over, you know, the hump here. Um, and, and it was really interesting because they talked about it a lot toward, towards the second half as like you could see, yeah, it was the second quarter that Johnson had that touchdown. You could see the the like the energy shift on that touchdown, that sixty nine yarder, where it was like, oh, they can they can actually play with us, even though they're missing their running back, and we think of Michigan as this like literally like three yards in a cloud of dust. Like they still have some playmakers, they still we still have to like honor the pass a little bit. And Ohio never made the the adjustments, and they got real tight in that game. Basically, soon as that that. They scored that touchdown. They got very tight. Yeah, because what was it? Because I agree, like that first touchdown, and you know I don't watch a shit ton of college football, but to me, like watching that, I was just like, I feel like for me, like the little I do know is just like kind of a, a top-level uh, fan of Michigan, go blue, um, go blue. Is, is the fact that I, it feels like they also get out to slow starts, which I thought was going to be super dangerous against an mm-hmm. Ohio State team like this that could score, and especially yeah. with – because it just didn't seem like they – quite honestly, that they had the passing attack that I saw. Like, and even that first touchdown you're talking about, like that one still felt uh, fluky to me. Like it, mm-hmm. it didn't feel, it didn't feel like, oh, like here comes the passing attack. It was just like, wasn't it? Cause was it the first touchdown or the second touchdown that was like, it was on a third down and he comes forward and catches it. And then like the, the cornerback overcommits and he just does that. Like as the first one, one. 
the first one, yeah, the wide receiver turns the other way. So it was just like, okay, well, you know, they got lucky once. And then it's just like, he just started going yard. Like, I think that second touchdown was just like beating coverage and just like caught him like in stride. And I was just like, oh shit. Like, were you surprised to see that from your quarterback? Well, that was, yeah, that was one of those things where that was then like a real big momentum shift. Cause that was that same wide receiver Cornelius Johnson caught that 75 yarder. And that was like, oh shit, like we can, we can hang with him because you're right. Well, it was a, it's, yeah, it's even like a good look, right? And also to be like throwing that pass, you're just like, oh, this is on the table. Like we're going to stretch him out. Like even if it mm-hmm. doesn't catch it, you know, you, you watch NFL teams where it's just super frustrating. It's just like, well, if you never like fucking throw it there, like, you know, like the, the Colts last night or whatever, it's like, just like, they don't have to like keep you honest at all. Like no one's even looking down there. Yeah. And there, and there did feel like they saved some some plays in their tool bag for that because there were some of those deep balls that we just didn't see like we just didn't see a couple of those plays all season long so i felt like that they had those in the bag ready for ohio and and they kept making the comment that ohio basically stayed in like single high coverage just really trying to stick to defending the run even with Blake Corn was out, and even after those two two bombs, like the sixty nine yarder, you're you're hundred percent right. You're like the wide receiver made a good move, the cornerback overcommitted, and then we were just in a spot where our linebacker still had a chance to make the tackle, couldn't, and they broke they broke free. We come down, we kick a field goal, great. Then they come back, they get the ball back. Michigan does, and they hit a bomb for seventy five yards over the top. At that point, if I'm Ohio, you got to sit there and be like. Hey, do we need to mix up our our defensive coverage right here? Do we need to honor, start honoring the pass a little bit because we just got beat for two deep touchdowns, and they didn't, and they started to continue to just like, all right, we're just going to do what we want to do. Then they come down and you know, uh, Stroud puts a fucking beauty of a, a ball right on Marvin Harrison, gets into the end zone, and they go up twenty to seventeen at halftime. But still, like you're looking at that and you're like, well, we still have to honor them. They really haven't been able to run the ball on us that much. We got to honor the pass a little bit more, but they still didn't do it. And then they had a good, you know, they had a, they had another, you know, in that third quarter, they had that 45 yarder to the, to, to the tight end. And it yeah. was like, you know, and I get it. The guy fell down and got kind of run into each other, but we're running that because you're that's what you're giving us and that's that's a, good... a, that's a yeah that's a great point you're just like well he slipped it's just like yeah i slipped but the point is like we're still attacking like yeah. you know we the game of numbers worked out in our favor like we are going out there and like something like that's going to happen and that's where we're looking yeah yeah and so it was it was it was really like for all things harbaugh and the heat it's got to feel like such a monkey off his back to do this because he really did out coach ryan day his assistants were good. I mean, to think about like the assistants that have run through there, uh, Mike McDaniel or Mike uh, Matt McDaniel. Matt McDaniel is the deep is now the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. He was there for a year. He came down from Harbaugh's brother, John Harbaugh, who was like a linebacker coach, was our defensive coordinator at Michigan for a year, then bounced back up to the NFL to be the defensive coordinator at um baltimore and then we lose two years ago we got josh gaddis uh this offensive coordinator who was supposed to be this like wonderkin offensive coordinator young mind spread option be more of a contemporary offense he goes immediately like after one season goes to university of miami we we've seen how that offense has looked at times and now here we've got like new coordinators we're definitely like 
philosophically aligned with the way Harbaugh wants to play football, but they're still giving enough modern like plays and calls to keep it like fresh and not just like run the ball, run the ball, you know, like halfback whams on tight ends. Like it just is not like a very, you know, it's not just a very like rudimentary offense. There's some, there's some fundamentals to it. And this is a thing that when we said in the beginning of the season, I think when we were talking about college football early in the season, because there was a little bit of QB controversy between Cade McNamara, who's now since entered the grad transfer portal, uh, and then J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback that we saw this past game, and, the, and basically from game three on of the season, is, is J.J. McCarthy had a, had a little bit more of that X factor. Yes, he wasn't as polished as, of a quarterback, and his big knock was like he couldn't throw the deep ball. But he is like his his ability to make plays running the ball. He's got just like a really like good sense of the moment and a really like calming energy. Um, I I I was really impressed with him when he had a kind of a very shaky start, but he like did not back down, kept throwing it. I love the like run, putting his head down on the on a run where a QB like just going for it, getting a few extra yards, talking a little shit, and then smartly getting all of his players off of the Ohio guys who wanted at that point just to talk shit and pick up penalties. And it was great. I loved, I loved the way that JJ McCarthy played. And it was the biggest, like it was the biggest reason why on the road, Caden McNamara, I don't think he's able to get that done because he just doesn't have the mobility. He doesn't have quite the great arm, but he's smart, keeps the ball where it needs to go. But J.J. McCarthy's got a little bit of that juice that can get you over the hump, especially when you got uber-athletic guys. He just isn't fucking afraid of the moment. So do you have it, like, are you ever, like, let's chill out? Because, I mean, it's like the fourth quarter, obviously, Michigan has it won. Like, they're taking pictures on the sidelines, doing everything, but just, like, laughing and taunting. Like, is there ever, ever, like, a little part of you that's just, like, act like you've been there before or just, like, this is a little, like, it's a little much, like, still, let's have, like, a little like dignity for the game at all. I mean, I also know the college kids and I know it's like one of the yeah. biggest rivalry and I know like you hate no team. <laughs> like you hate this team. Like I understand yes. that. But still, as I was watching it, I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this unsportsmanlike, I guess, like uncouth <laughs> as, as honestly, like as a unit, like, you know, obviously I've seen like, you know, whatever, like LeGarrette Blount, like headbutt somebody, but it's just like, yeah. as a team, like I think it was like them taking pictures on the sideline with, time still left in the game and just like waving to the other side. And it's also like, I don't, I almost like have a soft spot. Like you go over to like these Ohio, you fill in the rest like seniors. And they're just like, like apologizing to coaching staff and like crying and just like texting, like their family. Sorry, I let you down. Like, it's just like, I don't know if you felt any of that or, if, you know, I didn't, I died a bit. Not one, <laughs> not for one second, not for a, a minute there, of my okay, time. Great. But it is, I would say it is like, it is a big difference between like the raw emotion of like a college game is just way different than, than that. There, there's a lot of that, especially when it's a rivalry game. It's like, they literally focus on that the whole year. Yeah. It's that, and it's also like probably like controlling your destiny for the college football playoff in some Mm -hmm. aspect, right? Like Mm -hmm. using a little bit of that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think like, it isn't like overtly like you know like there's a little giving back to the fans taking pictures like i wouldn't say anything like overly crossed the like no no line. it was and i'm, I'm not like I, mean? I, I think it's more of a college football thing i'm not calling yeah. out michigan specifically it's just like 
the level of these programs in college football, these rivalries are, they're intense. And there's just like a lot of, I, it's, I just don't see something like it in the league, like on both sides, like the, yeah. the high of the highs and then like kind of the low of lows on the other side. But I, I get 100% where you're coming from, like to act like you've been there before. And I felt that myself when I bought a, uh, a big, huge, like, you know, one foot by three foot, you know, panoramic picture commemorating the win last year against Ohio. <laughs> I felt like I was like, should I be buying this? Like, I, that was also going through my mind, too. Like, if they yeah. get clapped in, in, in the shoehorn. Am I going to fucking like look at that picture and be like, well, that was our one time. But now we won two in a row. So I'm like, I feel much better. Yeah. That, yeah. That is really cool. Like you wonder, it's just like, okay, so do I, maybe I just take it out for the game and then pack it away. Like if you lose like, yeah, no. row, like maybe I just put up as good luck charm, but it doesn't need to be here like all year long. Um, okay. I did want to ask you this real fast too. This is kind of, uh, well, I'll go with this, but remind me about rings. You remember that conversation about rings? We can do it right now. Mm-hmm. If you had yeah. a championship ring. How often do you wear it? How Ooh, often should you wear it? Ooh. To what, like, what level are we talking about? Like yeah. college, like serious yeah, college, say, like say, D1? Yeah, or, yeah, D, or... yeah, let's say D1 college national championship. Ooh. No, let's say, let's do one, because do you get a ring for, like, winning the, like, the Big Ten? Yeah, yeah, you get a, you get a okay, Big let's Ten do that. title let's ring. Let's do that. Big yeah, Ten title that's ring. That's more. Big Ten title ring, yeah. Big Ten title ring. Well, you wear it. Uh, you probably wear it if there's ever like any like alumni thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm sure you're getting a- awarded by the team in some way, shape, or form. You probably you probably dust off there. Um, yeah, other than you're, that, you're probably not dusting it off ever. You're right? not wearing right? it every Saturday, like in your hooded sweatshirt. Like, no, it's no, no, like... yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're definitely not doing that. And it, yeah, it looks at a place like if it's at like your niece's wedding, and you're just kind of like there in your suit, and then just rocking like the. Oh the, yeah, you're just uh, like bam. Yeah, yeah. What's the, up? The 2002 like national championship ring. Yeah, it would be pretty sick. I, I would be. So here's the thing: is is I think. I think you get pretty hip to like people wanting to like wear it, which is a weird thing as well too. Like, Ooh, let me put it on. It's like, let me yeah. just look at it on my finger, which is weird. And then you have the, the, then you worry like someone's going to like run off with it. So I probably wouldn't break it out too often, but I definitely would get, I definitely would get the like nice little glass case. case, little glass case. And I would definitely have it displayed somewhere nice, or I would pull it out every so often. I might, I might be the guy that like, you come over, we're playing cards or watching the game, drinking a few beers. Then I'm waiting for somebody to mention that I too won a national championship. So I yeah, can bring beer, everyone beer, in beer. downstairs and be like, well, take a look at this thing. Take a this look. Uh, you're not chain guy, right? Like just on a chain around your neck? No, I don't think so. No, I here's the thing is, is I've been thinking about this a lot, B. Should I get a necklace? Should I get some sort of like I've got three kids? I know you, I know it looks so good the way you wear it. That's oh, the thanks, thing. Bro. I think I look at yeah. you. There's like even like uh because my 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 body type type is less your body type and more like a Burt Kreischer's body type, but he's got a nice little necklace combo too. And for a for a heavy set guy, I'm like he kind of makes it work. It looks good. well. Yeah, let me let me. Yeah, he's a heavy set guy. You are not a heavy set guy, bro. Come on, bro. Just like you're you're a man. You're a man. Like the man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, you're a man. I um, like that. I th- I think so. You know what vibe? Here's What's what that? vibe it gives me. It gives me Sunday. You just got done mowing the lawn. Yep. Like 
you got like shorts on you like you got your beer popped you got the you got the quarter inch thick just gold lace chain that's what i picture gold. on you bro Ooh. yeah gold yeah yeah classic gold you like it classic anything right anything there. dangly tassely coming off of it no that's what that's what that's what i do like these necklaces come with things sometimes and i immediately just take off the thing because i don't want it to like mean anything like i don't want there's not like a fucking ah, like eagle's claw there's nothing like hanging down because it's just like i well, it, it doesn't it doesn't symbolize anything like it is just like strictly this it's just a look I like it. Maybe it. maybe I need to get a chain. Maybe I get need it. to get a chain. Oh my god, we have to have the chain. The chain gang. <laughs> that's, that's our next pod. Fame. She likes glamour, runway, style, fame. She likes fashion.